Hi there, we are Lauren and Kenzie, the co-hosts of A Scary State Podcast. Each week we cover a different state in the U.S. and we cover anything from murder mysteries, strange disappearances, paranormal activity, cryptids, or urban legends. So if you're interested in learning about the spooky things in your state, give us a listen. New episodes come out every Wednesday and you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Stay scary. Stay safe. are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss Groundhog Day. And remember, all after-school activities have been canceled due to the weather. And the Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss... Haven't we done this already? Hello and welcome to the Retro Club. We're your hosts, Megan. And John. Still John. And it's still <laughs> us, me. We're back. Oh, we are. And it's officially February. Yes. Already. Great month. Mm-hmm. 18th day is really, really good. Yeah, is it? Yeah. I can't imagine why. It is me, me, it's me cumpleaños. Oh my God. <laughs> it is my birthday. Uh, sorry, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> in English, please. <laughs> sorry. N- no. In English, please. No. <laughs> There's always an American Dad reference, always. Gotta be. We've watched so much American Dad, it's sickening. But mm-hmm. we've watched a lot of Righteous Gemstones, and I've watched a lot of Trailer Park Boys, and I don't know why. Re- not recently. Not recently, yeah. I think I've watched more Letter Kenny. Yeah. Letterkenny's a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. Well, what's going on in the world this week? A lot, honestly. Uh, Cindy Williams, you know, uh, she played uh, Shirley from Laverne and Shirley. Mm-hmm. She died. Oh, that <laughs> that yeah. sucks. Yeah, she was 75. Uh, I <clears throat> saw... The original, well, I don't know about original, but the Wednesday Adams from whatever that was, the black and white Adams family. Mm-hmm. Yes, she also she passed. passed away. Not good. Anything yeah. good? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no. What? Let me go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll no. go with the positive <laughs> stuff first. Okay. Uh, Murder Mystery Two, which we loved. Murder Mystery, the Netflix movie with Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. They announced. Uh, the sequel yeah they dropped the trailer today oh yes also this week uh the scream six trailer was released which i mm-hmm. did watch with you i'm excited for it that's right yeah ghost face ghost face takes manhattan <laughs> that's all it's just that's what it is yeah like uh friday the 13th yeah jason takes manhattan <laughs> yes yeah it's the same it's the same premise mm-hmm. uh but there was some uh, kind of awful news today. Uh, the city of Chicago is going to drop the charges against R. Kelly. Oh. Yeah. All of them? All the ones they can try him for. Uh, they've been holding this case out for so long they can't go any f- any further with it. Hold so on. now he has to be federally indicted, which he is, I think, the 23rd of February. I thought he was already tried and found guilty that's in the state. Now he's going to be federally. Oh, okay. Well, that's <clears throat> stupid. Yeah. Uh, Kiss just celebrated their 50th anniversary this week. Hmm. That's a long time. I know. 1973. I didn't know that they formed in January. Are they still playing? Yeah, they're on their like fourth or fifth year of their... End of the road tour. Man, just you gotta know when to call it. Got a rock and roll night. And part, part of, of every, every day. <laughs> part of every day. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to catch us up on? I got nothing. A uh, long line of people telling me how rigged sports are. So yeah. many people are pissed off about that Kansas City uh, Cincinnati game. 
mm-hmm. for the AFC Championship. Which I I watched the game. It. <sighs> I've never been a conspiracy theorist about stuff, but really hard not to really put it out there that that game was one sided. I didn't I'm just watch saying. it, but I heard. I'm just saying. I heard it was pretty bad. Yeah, I've. Uh, I like to laugh at conspiracy theories, but this one I really couldn't laugh at. And I am I like to watch some of those things because I think they're just hilarious. Some of them are, I mean, the conspiracy <laughs> stuff, they have good, <laughs> I don't know if good is the right word, but interesting takes on stuff. But yeah. Not that I necessarily believe it, but. And I'm a kid from the Midwest, so if it's about like Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, Aliens, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all about it. Might as well get me a blanket. Supernatural stuff. <laughs> and then just sink into the, the couch. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when, um, before we were, we may have been dating or before we were dating. I don't mm-hmm. even know if it was with you. Maybe I'm just like, I, you're, you've always been there. So I just assume, but we would watch <laughs> those videos. Oh, man. That were like. JK Cinema? JK Cinema. Yeah. So yeah. it was you. <laughs> man, that's really throwing it back. That is a long time ago. <laughs> Jesus. They even, are they even still around? I don't know. Those were fun, though. Those were really I fun. I still remember the music and everything freaked us out because we'd turn all the lights off and <laughs> set the mood. <laughs> I know. Trying to scare us with Led Zeppelin music and stuff like that. <laughs> Man, we got to look those up after we leave here. Ooh. Yeah. So I can have nightmares when I go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, <Mike. laughs> That'd be great. I also watched, we watched a lot of Monster Quest. That was like my favorite show for a long time. You watched Monster Quest. <laughs> I didn't really get into that. You were there while I watched Monster Quest. I was around, I'm sure. But yes. We also watched a lot of like like Food Channel stuff. Oh, yeah. A lot of Adam Richman. <laughs> Man vs. Food was our shit. Diners, drive-ins, and dives? Yeah. Come on. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> He's uh, hitting the road. There's an American Dad episode about Guy Fieri. Yes. <laughs> And look, we brought it all full circle. <laughs> so I guess we could probably tell you what movie we're covering. Jesus, like five minutes in. Well, we'll get said. into a loop and probably just bring all this stuff back up. Speaking of loops, just constantly going in circles. Just put your little hand in mine. Yes, this week we are covering Groundhog Day. From 1993. Yes. Really good year for me, honestly. For you, just like in general, or <laughs> yeah, my that was that was a really good year for me. I just when I really took off as like as a kid, like being a fan of pro wrestling and stuff like that. I think that was the year I really became a big fan. Nineteen ninety three. That's when I really uh, got into sports. Okay, that was a big birthday year for me too because that was the first time my mom let me have a party anywhere that wasn't my house. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, Where was it? It was at the McDonald's. I had a McDonald's birthday party. Ain't nothing wrong. <laughs> Who said there's something wrong with it? You seemed like ashamed. No. No. What's wrong with you? Kids don't do that anymore. If you have a birthday at McDonald's, you're weird. <laughs> yeah, that was a blast. I can remember that whole week with my mom and dad, especially my mom. I remember mm-hmm. I got this really cool. Uh, we went to Toys R Us. Because uh-huh. my mom was a beast at being able to save her money to oh. do really cool things for me and my siblings. Couponing before it was cool. Yeah, she took a, me to Toys R Us, and I remember I Ren and Stimpy had just come out, and they were really big. Oh, no. So I got a okay. lot of Ren and Stimpy stuff. Oh, and Batman the Animated Series. I had a lot of those figures. Yeah. <laughs> I had a Batman-themed like kind of birthday, too, at McDonald's. It was fun. I was little when I had my McDonald's birthday. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I was, I was probably little. like three or four, I think. That's cute. I the one thing I do remember we played uh what's this, where they play the where they play music and yeah you have the chairs musical chairs musical chairs. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were kidding for a second. That's when I realized I I was not bad at sports. I was able to keep beating people to the chairs. Oh god. Shit. <laughs> I was balling them people up. That's good. How about you ball up some synopsis on this movie? That made no sense. Yeah, just ball up that paper, Megan. I will. 
I have a piece of paper here and I will <laughs> ball it up and put it in the trash because we don't litter. Who doesn't litter? I don't. What? Do you? No. You lie. I don't. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Groundhog Day, 1993. <sighs> we got to stay on topic. Oh, okay. Uh, you for that synopsis now? Yeah, let's do a synopsis first and then we can talk about uh, cast and crew. Yeah. Uh, basically, a cynical TV weatherman. <laughs> weatherman. <laughs> Why have to say Finds that? himself reliving the same day over and over again when he goes on uh, location to the small town of Puxatoni to film a report about their annual Groundhog Day. His predicament drives him to, oh my gosh, distraction, <laughs> death, and dismemberment until he sees a way of turning the situation to his advantage. Okay. You know what I always, I always forget about this movie? What? I totally forget every time that he kills himself. I don't forget. I, I I don't. I think it's because it's Bill Murray. Uh huh. I have a hard time believing, like, even in a freaking movie, that he would do, he would do that. I I always thought about because I'm like, I don't know, in a morbid way, kind of curious about what it was like, all the different ways that he killed himself, and just got creative with it. I think. I guess he did take the toast to the tub. Oh, I forgot about that one. That's right. But I'd be scared. One of the times he does it, it would stick. I don't know. We'll oh save it. Oh my gosh, it. Megan. What, that, would that not like cross your mind? I feel like I'd still be scared every time. I don't know. We'll get into it. How about we talk about cast and crew first? Yeah, absolutely. And maybe some numbers. Well, let me get started with the uh, budget on this movie. Uh, budget was... I, I came up with two different numbers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say it was 14 and a half. So roughly about 25 and a half uh, now. Million? Yeah, million. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Not since. Well, I I don't know. Uh, you gotta... the, the number was $30 million, So okay. roughly just over $60 million. But it killed at the box office. It made 105 Okay. So about $212.6 million, roughly. Mm-hmm. I, part of me is like a little surprised at the... The budget, I would think it would be higher, but the thing is, is like, um, I think Bill Murray put him, or people put Bill Murray on a bigger pedestal than he actually had, even for that time. Like, when you think of Bill Murray, I don't necessarily see him as the name a lot of people have put with him now. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he was in Ghostbusters, but that was kind of uh, like a. There were four of them, so. Mm-hmm. It was a joint effort, and people forget Scorny Weaver was red hot during that time. Yeah. Also, you had Rick Moranis and stuff like that. I guess. Well, and I wasn't saying that just because of Bill Murray, but I don't know. I just thought it would be more, but when you think about the set, there's not much to well, it. <laughs> well, I thought you were talking about like the cast, because Andy McDowell and her terrible acting, uh, she's in this movie. Oh, as the... <laughs> as the love interest. Okay. Uh, also, Chris Elliott, a very good comedian. Everybody knows him from Scary Movie too. He's the uh, oh. butler. Yes, with, with the, the hand. With the amazing hand. <laughs> Why don't you give me a standing ovation? Oh, my God. Ew. I used to do that with somebody in school way back when. They would be the guy in the wheelchair and I would be the... The hand. The handyman. That's all I'll call him. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, Stephen uh, Tobolowski. Ned Ryerson. <laughs> Ned. Ned the head. He did the whistling belly button thing. Remember that? Yes. That's what, that was his claim to fame. Oh, Brian Doyle Murray. Bill Murray's older brother that we've seen in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Especially with Bill Murray. Uh, really? That's about it. Yeah. Like you have like Doris the waitress. She's been in a couple things. Um, what's her name? Robin Duke. But really, that's about it. Yeah, the rest are just like fillers. Or yeah, really they use a small. lot of comedians in this, but mm-hmm. they're like comedians that are like bit bit part people. Hmm. Um. What was his name from the Burbs? 
Rick uh, uh, Duckerman. I think that's how you say it. No idea. But he was in. He's been in a lot of movies. But I only remember him because he just has like parts of movies, and you can't really place him. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason, he was in Die Hard, Spaceballs, The Burbs, Little Mon. He was the main villain in Little Monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he was in Gremlins too. Is the uh, the new batch as the security guard that gets bit by the wild uh, gremlin. The one with oh. the eyes. Yeah. I can't say. Oh, <laughs> you know what I was going to yes. say? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but yeah, that's really your, ca- your cast in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you had Harold Ramis, who directed this film. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he had a very small part in it. He plays the doctor that checks Bill Murray's head. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good characters in this movie. Really, a lot of people uh, did parts in it. <laughs> I have to sneeze. I'm sorry. I'm oh. like leaning away from the mic because I can feel it coming. <laughs> oh, uh, actor Michael Shannon. This was his debut movie. He's remember I bring brought up the WrestleMania tickets. Yeah, it's because the WrestleMania was the one in Indy. Yeah, I don't remember that part in the movie. I know you talked about it, but I don't remember that part. Yeah, Michael Shannon is the boyfriend that just got married to the girl. And Bill Murray's gift to them was the tickets. Okay, and it's while he's in the loop, right? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I just don't remember. He only spends like five minutes out of the loop. Yeah, I know. That's why I just don't remember that part. (laughs) <laughs> this movie's really fun. I like the music in this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Except for the Sonny and Cher jam. I'm not a big fan That's of it. I when, you, Babe. Never have been. We can talk about the music a little bit later, but when you say you <laughs> like the music, that's the only thing I can think of from this movie. Oh, I like the polka music that they play a lot. Yeah, that's... I could do that all day. Just Could you? Around. Yes. No, I wish she wouldn't. Just hit him with a little, a little jig with it. <laughs> well, we can probably just, I guess, jump into the movie then if yeah. you're you covered all your cast and crew. Yeah, that this matter. Mo- well, this movie starts with obviously Phil Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's giving his forecast for the week and the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, talking about his plans and his mm-hmm. town. Yes. I don't know what town they're... F- uh, I can't remember, It's but it's a big city. Okay. It's not like Philadelphia, is it? It might be. Okay. Yeah, it's something or like, like that. Pittsburgh or something like that. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but the whole plan is he's got to go to Poxitoni to do the celebration of the groundhog. Mm-hmm. Which he doesn't want to do. It's No, it's, and he calls himself the talent. Like, he's just an asshole. It's Bill Murray playing Bill Murray. He plays the same character in a lot of... I won't say all of his movies, but no, a lot he, of his movies. With Bill Murray and his movies, you get a lot of good guy, bad guy. Yeah. And that's how people treat him that have to direct him. Well, yeah, people like him as their weatherman, but to his um to the people around him yeah the people he works with in his day-to-day life workers why couldn't i think of that word they can't stand him because he's a jerk and his acquaintances like the people like he's gonna have to see and get along with mm-hmm. just do not want to be around him whatsoever well, and he is technically a jerk to just random people, but some of them do not get his sarcasm. Right, even the girl that he has a crush on, like, he insults her right off the bat. Andy McDowell. He has a crush on her? Or she has a crush on him? No, why would she have a crush on him? He's the one with the ego. Oh, sorry, I don't know who I was thinking of. Yeah, that's, okay. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Uh, yeah, so they have to go to Puxitani. Mm-hmm, at the do this they have to to film a rat <laughs> and he is he is so upset that he has to do this 
And she is, I don't, I, her character name, because that's her real name. Um, man, what is her character name? Is it Bet? No. Rita. Rita. I don't know what, <laughs> where I got the name Beverly. That's what I wanted to say, but that's not it. I don't know. She's excited to go. She thinks it's going to be quaint and cute, and it's a fun little fluff piece. And Plus, she's getting to go out of the... Well, their station and do stuff. Yeah. You know, you, you get to be on scene. To get out there with the people. Yeah. And then their camera guy, does he have a crush on her too? Yeah. Okay. Chris uh, Chris Elliott, Larry the ca- cameraman. I like how they just completely... Who fancies himself a, uh, a coxman. What? He thinks he's a stud, Megan. Oh my goodness. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, he... They just, like, leave him in the dust then in this movie. And they're like, yeah, screw your feelings. <laughs> oh, man. Larry gets buried throughout the whole movie. I know. He does. We'll get to the speed dating. <laughs> and, uh, or the uh, auctioning off yes. dates <laughs> in a little bit. But they pack up and they head to Puxtani, which while they're on the drive there, they get hit by a huge winter storm. Mm-hmm. That, that wasn't supposed to be there. Uh because Phil said it, uh, it was an anomaly. They weren't supposed to get any of this. It was supposed to go to Altoona. It was supposed to pass them by, yeah, and yeah. It, it hit anyway. And so they're going to turn around and go home, but they're being told by uh, police and mm-hmm. traffic cops that there's no way you're not. <laughs> you just got to turn turn around and keep going where you were going. And Bill Murray just stands out there freezing to death. Oh. I'm, they get to Puxatani yes. and they do. That's right. He wants to go back. He does the. Um, he does his uh, uh, his bit mm-hmm. where he introduces the groundhog and they bring him out and you get to see he's the town nice. for just like a split second and then he's like, "Let's go, let's get out of here." And they're like, "Why are you in such a hurry?" He's like, "This is a dumb little it's town. A crap town. I don't want to be here." Yeah. That's when they try to leave and get hit with the winter storm and they're told, "No, you got to turn back and go back." Where you came from, you're, there's no way you're getting home. And he's ticked off. <laughs> um, I laugh at that every time. Sir, are you going to go back? I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, reluctantly, they head back to Puxtani and end up getting... He had to stay in that little... Kind of yeah, he gets a room at an Airbnb or not Airbnb. Not Airbnb. <laughs> it's like a bed and breakfast. Yeah, so I was gonna I'm say. <laughs> well, we do a lot of Airbnb. If you yeah, <laughs> I like Airbnb personally. I've seen some kind of like horror we stories about it though. We've brought up at Airbnb a lot at work, but oh. yeah, a lot of horror stories. People were just talking about stuff on their phone, and I was like, man, our first Airbnb. Megan didn't really do any research. And it was during a very bad uh, hurricane. <sighs> I was like, that was the best sleep I ever got in my life. <laughs> I was talking about how you were like scared to death setting up looking out the windows and all that. And I just slept through a hurricane. I felt like Sylvester yeah. <laughs> with the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's talking about Sylvester the cat when uh, <laughs> Porky Pig takes it. <laughs> Take Sylvester the haunted with house. Yes, it's the haunted house. It's the, the it, but it turns out the mice are uh, are just running rampant in this house. <laughs> and Sylvester's like he he's scared to death. Up sitting up, bloodshot eyes, can't sleep. Porky Pig's just passed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just counting sheep. That was me and John. <laughs> Yeah, because didn't you hear like sirens or something? Yes. We were just... <laughs> okay, this was... Um, <laughs> I always sleep better through the rain. Hurricane weather, I was pretty much dead. We went to Tybee Island in Georgia, mm-hmm. and we stayed at this Airbnb right off the island. Yeah, and it was really close. the weather picked up. It got really bad. And then I get a text from my mom that's like, are you okay? And I started texting her back like, why? I hear these sirens going off and this weather alerts start <laughs> popping up on my phone that's like tropical storm incoming. And John didn't, I, he did not move a muscle. He slept through the whole thing. If we had to like go to safety, I was going to leave you. <laughs> Wait, what? Out, if our hostess was going to pop in like, we got to go, I would have left you. Um, I was so mad at you. I can't believe you slept through the whole thing. 
I didn't just sleep. I slept great. I know. It, it was a vacation. I was there. <laughs> we picked a great time to go. October is not a good time to go to the ocean. <laughs> just so you Especially know. Especially when the, woman, the woman was kind of odd. She, she had, had a great, weird house. She had a great uh, Halloween decorations up, though. She did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Back to this. He's staying at a bed and breakfast. Very nice bed and breakfast. <laughs> That's how we're that. on this. Uh, with a little old lady running it and all these old people staying there. Mm-hmm. And then everyone wants to ask him about the weather because he's the weatherman. And people just keep like bothering him. Like I understand where he's coming from with that because he was trying to get a cup of coffee. And they just kept asking him and asking him and asking him stuff. As he's, he even gets asked about uh, the groundhog just trying to leave the room to go downstairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to see the groundhog. Yeah, he wakes up the next morning. Uh, Sonny and Cher is playing on the radio, mm-hmm. which you will get tired of real quick. <laughs> I already don't like that song because it's so repetitive. That's true. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it in the first place. He wakes up though, and he goes downstairs and. He want everyone's like bustling around and heading to town, and he's like, "Where's everybody going?" And they're like, the uh, "We're gonna see the groundhog." Like they're looking at him like he's stupid, and he's like, "That was yesterday. You missed it." And so we they, get that little key change in the music too. Yeah, he's confused, of course. Obviously, uh, ends up heading into town and running into his crew with Rita mm-hmm. and Larry. And they're like, Oh good. You're here. We can set up and find a good spot to, to film. And he's like, is everyone okay? <laughs> Why are you all talking about this groundhog? We did this yesterday. He's like, we already saw the groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> like he Phil, thinks this okay? is like some type of elaborate prank. I don't know. He's, yeah. he's trying, which I mean, your rational mind would probably do that. And he has to he has to deal with Ned again. He runs into Ned Ryerson. Yep. Happens to be one guy in this town that he went to school with. The most annoying guy he could have possibly and every ran day into. he steps in the same puddle, man. Mm-hmm. That sucks ass. If you've ever done that, stepped into a puddle, your day is just ruined already. Yeah, but this first morning when he wakes up and gets to the town center, that's when he realizes something is not right. And he ends up, I'm not going to try to like put each individual day in pers- yes, in yeah. order because I, I'll just, we'll highlight it as we go. No, but there's like 38 days of the same thing. He ends up going <laughs> back to the bed and breakfast, falling asleep, waking up to Sonny and Cher, seeing mm-hmm. everyone bustling to town. And now this is the second time he's woken up in this bed and breakfast. Now he and, speeds through everything. Yeah, he something is definitely wrong. And he realizes he's stuck in this loop and he's trying to explain to Rita and Larry, like, we've done this before. Why does no one else realize this? Right. Doesn't he show up in his like... His pajamas or like he just takes off running. Yeah. And so they're like, are you feeling okay? You should probably take a break. Maybe we don't film. And he's like, we could just leave. Oh, and the the crew's like, why don't we just pack up and leave? Rita and Larry are like, we'll just go home. And he's like, we can't go home. They're right. gonna, the the storm's coming in. And Rita I you said or Larry, gonna, yeah. It wasn't going to be a storm. They, you said there wasn't a storm. And so he's going through this. And every day he wakes up and it's the same freaking day. And at first, it's like, he's confused, obviously, in the first couple of days. He's very distraught and confused. But then it almost gets, like, humorous at some point. He starts to kind of test some things out just to see if it would really work. Like, he hits on this one girl. At one point, he goes to the town center and finds this girl and asks for her name what high school she went to who her english teacher was nancy taylor all these random questions and she's like do i know you and he's like okay thanks bye and leaves that was the creep thing to do too that was extremely creepy uh nancy and then nancy taylor he goes back to the bed and breakfast goes to sleep wakes up and finds that chick and sure enough he all the information she gave him, he uses, and she's like, "Oh my god, we do know you." And I don't. He starts 
just pushing boundaries by mm-hmm. finding out things about people, watching people and um, mapping out their day to see what they do every day and intervenes with some things. And yeah, like he uh, robbed the... The Brinks people. The, yeah. Whatever I don't know they if they're are. Brinks. Yeah, but, I just... Yeah, a, a, a cash delivery truck. Uh-huh. He robs that. He keeps getting involved in people's, like, personal stuff mm-hmm. to the point where he probably knows stuff he shouldn't know about people. Well, it the part that I that stood out to me, truthfully, was the cash delivery truck. Because it was at that point, he's actually timed it down to the second, mm-hmm. to the step. He knows exactly what the people are going to say. In that moment, that's when I'm like, hey, how long has he been? been watching them how many days have passed and how many parts of the town has he like wandered through you know that was the thing to me like he even was able to time the kid falling out of the tree yep and there were certain things that he could time but he couldn't be at all of them at once so he would spend one day like helping this person or stalking this person And it's not like he didn't try to get help. Like, he goes to Harold Ramis. He says, there, I, there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm reliving the same day. And I doesn't Harold Ramis just tell him he just needs to get some rest? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't remember what was, he tells him at first, but tells him to relax and yeah. maybe spend the something night. every doctor travel. says to you doesn't solve your problem. Just tries to give you a solution to get you out of his office. Drink a Coke and some chicken noodle soup. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be good. <laughs> No, he doesn't say that. But cover up with a warm blanket. Mhm. There there are some other parts though where it actually gets really dark in this movie because when you think about how many times he had to watch the truck, the the cash truck, why I can't I just like yeah, lost we'll just whatever. Yeah, Brinks truck. We're calling it Brinks, okay? Just to save yeah. face. Um uh, how many times did he have to watch that Brinks truck? How many times did he have to see that kid fall out of the tree? So you got to think how many days and weeks and even possibly months has he spent here already to the point where he's actually losing his mind? Well, I mean, he finally realized it all comes to a head after he realizes he's stuck in this loop. Uh, it's with the two guys in the diner. Mm-hmm. He goes and gets drunk with them. Yes. And they tell him he has no consequences. Yeah. So that's when he takes advantage of that. He asks him, like, what would you do if you knew that every like day... You have no rules. Yeah, you, you get to start over like nothing happened. And they're like, I guess so you could do whatever you wanted. Yeah, he realized he wasn't going to get in trouble, so he drives on the freaking railroad tracks. Yeah, is driving head on to a train and cuts off at the last second. And he's like tempting fate with these two dudes in the car. Cause he's like, it doesn't matter. Whatever I do, it's just going to reset. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And these guys are like, probably wishing they never would have said anything. And it's <laughs> not like point. Bill Murray just does terrible stuff. He also does like some hero things. Like we said, he caught the kid out the uh, tree, uh-huh. but the old man, I was going to get to the old man because What happens before we get to him is Bill Murray, not Bill Murray, but Phil has this break, like just a mental break where he can't take it anymore. And he actually starts killing himself. Yes. Um, In any way you could possibly think of, he... It all starts because he can't win Rita over no no matter how much he tries. Because Mm -hmm. he's only trying to do the things that please her instead of trying to get to know her. Yeah, see, and this is why it's good and it's bad, but this movie every day, just one thing changes. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to remember what order everything happens in. But so he tries killing himself after he starts talking to Rita. I thought it was before. No, no, no. She slaps him in the face a bunch. And then that's when he, he just has like this realization, like he'll never, he can't get her no matter what he, what he tries. I thought he tried to kill himself and then something happens and he decides to like, I don't know, try again 
he gets bored of killing himself and that's when he starts doing like good things or better things instead of just randomly no hitting on people and no he just he kind of turns a corner you know after he tried killing himself because don't forget like during all this he goes into the diner this is what's kind of really launches all of it Mm -hmm. and he's eating like this the smorgasbord of all that food Yes. Which was like one of my favorite parts of the movie, by the way. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, I do. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's where he starts saying, you know, he's just going to live like he has no rules. Like he's smoking mm-hmm. and doing stuff out of the ordinary. He's drinking that pot of coffee. Yeah. Uh, and she asked him if he's going to meet, if he's going there. And he's like, don't worry about it. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And he tells her he doesn't even have to floss. He tells her, as a matter of fact, he tells her he's a god. And that's later. That's after all this. That's when he's eating all that stuff. No, it's not. He tells her he's a god after he keeps trying to kill himself. Oh, okay. It all runs together. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a loop. <laughs> yes, it's very hard to keep straight. But, okay, so the old man, it's, I don't know, he goes through these, like, waves of mental stability <laughs> and yeah he goes through like the five uh characteristics he goes through like grief depression the stages of grief yes okay yeah he he sees this old man and actually tries to help him but no matter what he does this old man can't change can't change what's going to happen he can't not do change that other people's fate fate. yes he's not in control of other people's fate so the day always ends with this old man dying no matter what he does he takes him to the diner and like feeds him all this warm food and gets him you know clothes and tries to give him everything he possibly can and the guy still ends up dying no matter what and when he's at the hospital the nurse who doesn't know that he's in this loop doesn't know that she tells him, you know, people just die. Like, there's nothing you can do. It just happens. Yeah. It. Bill Murray, throughout all this, uh, he, like, we've made it sound like he just kills himself and then has, like, a hero complex. Uh, he does a lot with his time. Like, he really tries to know things about Rita. Mm-hmm. He learns a lot of um, different things. He learns how to play the piano. Yeah. Uh, he learns to carve ice. That's I think it's the second half of the movie where he kind of takes a turn and starts doing things for the better. Like he realizes he's attracted to Rita and actually wants to put some time into yeah. getting to know Sweet her. Sweet vermouth rocks with a twist. Yep. It's her favorite drink. Mm-hmm. and She doesn't like white chocolate. He learns that she likes poetry mm-hmm. and her favorite poet and poem and... All this stuff about her just... He is able to do so many things in this movie just by, like, how many times he's went through it. Like, even the mayor Puxatoni mm-hmm. uh, starts choking on the steak. And yep. he has to give him the Heimlich. That's more hero stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but he's still changing other people's fate. Yes, which absolutely. He's... Now that I think about it and like say it out loud, I think that's why his days just keep starting over because he's more worried about thinking that the inner what's going to move him forward and get out of this loop is interactions with other people. Yeah, I I think the thing that really brought everything to a head was he starts realizing he needs to stop intervening in people's uh, personal life mm-hmm. and just try to figure out his own. Mm-hmm. Because what all of it really kind of boiled down to is he was a guy that was unhappy with his own life that mm-hmm. one day in a small town was just going to ruin going to ruin everything for him. Mm-hmm. Like he was suffering from having a terrible ego. Yeah. And he was very unkind to people for no reason. Yeah, super sarcastic and rude mm-hmm. and... Like how he treats Ned and stuff at the beginning. Yeah. Or how he treats Larry, the cameraman. Yeah. He just treats him like he's a just an idiot. Everyone kind of does, though, because the, 
They do this dating auction auction off a date or whatever. Yeah, and fill in the span of what what's supposed to be 24 hours. Right, you got to think these people technically don't know anything about him until that single day that he's dealing with. And I mean, he's had time to get to know all these people, but they don't know that. Right. So he manages to make like an entire town fall in love with him in just a few hours. And when they do the, they auction off these dates, Phil is the hot ticket that everyone wants to yeah, get. And like they even get into like a bidding war for him. Mm-hmm. And Rita ends up Winning bidding everything she has, which was, yep. she was carrying around a decent amount of money just in her wallet. I don't know. <laughs> that was a lot to just be carrying around. Uh, and then they well, try mean, to. Chris Elliott got what? Like it was like a dollar seventy five. They try to auction Something him off and small. nobody wants him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to go backwards, didn't they? Yeah, they were like, well, start the bidding at uh, two bits, five bucks. <laughs> and no one says anything. He's like, a dollar. <laughs> I think that's what the woman wanted him on. She's like, two bits. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, how degrading. <laughs> so bad. I, this movie has really, really good things about it. I love when Bill Murray grabs the dude up by the shirt and puts him against the wall. <laughs> we, already, we already saw the groundhog. <laughs> It is, it's a funny movie, but it's also a really wholesome movie. It is. It's, it's even, and parts of it are very sad and depressing, mm-hmm. but everything comes to a head because, you know, he finally starts trying to care about Rita instead of trying to, <laughs> well, w- yeah, yeah, get with Rita. Yes. And it took him all this time to realize he should have been getting to know the person Instead of trying to sleep with the person. Right. Like, yeah, he always had that... Uh, he was kind of sleazy. Agenda, yeah. With Rita. Even though as he got nicer and more sincere, it was still always like on the back burner, I guess. And that's why I never understood what the breaking point was. But he eventually, after doing all these wonderful things and being sincere with Rita and open and honest to a a degree of course and he ends up breaking the cycle he wakes up and it's the next day it's finally the next day yeah he's broken pencils to try to see if anything would change just Mm -hmm. anything but i don't know what broke the cycle was it just him being sincere and yeah i think what really broke it was you know, he finally found love, he found purpose, and he was a changed man. Yeah, I guess. I just, it always confused me because I felt like it, I don't know, that he didn't do anything like significantly different, except maybe it's just the sincerity part of it, I guess. He gained a lot of, uh, he gained a lot of new traits. Like I said, like the ice carving and stuff like that. Like that was something like deep in him. Mm-hmm. He was able to know every like contour to Andy McDowell's face and all that. Oh, yeah. Yep. He started realizing that he did want kids mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Had a really good purpose toward the ending. Yeah. And I when it um, when he wakes up and he realizes it's finally the next day he uh doesn't he say he it kind of the place has grown on him he was thinking yeah. about moving there or living Settling there permanent <laughs> yeah he's like oh no i kind of like town <laughs> i may stay mm-hmm. and that pretty much wraps up the movie yeah i mean it was kind of all over the place but Big that's deja vu movie yeah that's really how the movie feels it is just all over the place. It's the same thing over and over, just changing. That's what one the thing at crazy a time. thing is. Is this movie supposed to just be the same day, thirty-eight mm-hmm. times? That's you see. How can you make that into a movie? They did it. Is that what you see? Thirty-eight individual days. That's yeah. Okay, I did not know that. If you count the deaths and all that, those are supposed to count as a day, obviously. Well, yeah, of course. <sighs> Do you hear Sunny and Cher thirty-eight times? Oh, God, I hope not. Oh, Lord. Yeah, but you're not <laughs> Well, now that it's over, I guess I could cover 
Some facts and trivia for you. Yes, and if you don't have enough, I can I can surely back you up. I've got plenty. Back that thing up. I have plenty. All right. So starting off strong. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bill Murray was bitten by the groundhog while filming. Twice. Twice. Two times, yes. And actually they were super bad. The yeah, they bites were really that he deep. got. He had to get anti rabies injections. Yeah, people got worried about him on set. Mm-hmm. Because of how bad the groundhog bit him, the I guess they were worried about doing the scene where he's driving the groundhog because mm-hmm. that's where he had to be kind of aggressive and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, Harold Ramis originally wanted Tom Hanks yeah. for the lead role, but he decided against it because he said that Tom Hanks was too nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, um. I don't know. Tom Hanks can play a jerk. I I don't see Tom Hanks in this role. I think it's way too out of left field for him because Tom Hanks, when you see him in his movies, he can either be a really good, good guy Mm -hmm. or a really bad, good guy. (laughs) He doesn't do bad very well. I mean, he can play a jerk. He can play that sarcastic guy. Yeah. I don't know if necessarily he would have been... I could see him in this role, but I feel like it wasn't a bad choice. No, but it was going to be Bill Murray regardless. The fact of the matter is they were going to settle for Tom Hanks mm-hmm. because, you know, A League of Their Own had just come out and he was really good in that. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess he was a jerk in that. Yes, yeah. But also had a heart of gold at the end. <laughs> but I'm trying to think. There's another movie where he's like super sarcastic and... I don't know. Castaway? Is that what I'm thinking of? I don't know. I don't know why. I was thinking Castaway too, but I was like, maybe it's not Castaway. I don't know. It might be. It's It's been a minute. It's not Philadelphia. (laughs) It's been a minute since I've seen Castaway. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I think... Definitely ain't Forrest Gump. (laughs) No. I forgot about that one. (laughs) I don't know. I, I could potentially see him playing a character like this, but I think Bill Murray was a good choice. Yeah, if Bill Murray wasn't so damn hard to get a hold of for projects, I, they would have already had him wrapped up in that role. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's something for your favorite part of the movie that you were talking about, where he's just sh- shoveling food into his face. He's got I'm sure I read about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bill Murray, during that scene, was actually offered a spit bucket. Yeah. Because... Of when how many he, takes they had to do? Yes. He actually declined it, though. And while eating the angel food cake, he said it was after he shoved that whole piece in his mouth, you know, where he just pushed he got sick after that. Yeah, because he kept doing it on, on, like, I think it took what I read, like somewhere by like take six or seven, mm-hmm. he was at the point of throwing up. I could imagine. Just from the sugar rush and all that. Yeah. That, ugh, I don't know. That I mean, it was a funny scene, but I always wondered that. I'm like, did he really eat all that food? Because he is just shoveling it into his face, and he really does. Yeah, it's scary. Mm-hmm. I did not catch this. I'll have to look for it next time around mm-hmm. when we watch it, but all the clocks in the diner are actually stopped. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a really cool thing I uh, saw. I was like, that makes sense, because mm-hmm. it's stuck in a time loop. There is no time. Yeah, uh, it's... Little things like that. I like hearing about that or finding things out about that in movies. Harold Ramis did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. It's a fun little tidbit, I guess. So the next time you're watching it, look for the clocks because they're all stuck on the same time. <laughs> Bill Murray and Harold Ramis have both been honorary grand marshals for Groundhog Day in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good for them. Um, at around the hour and 12 minute mark in the movie, roughly. Mm-hmm. The idea of Phil Connors reading to Rita while she sleeps came from Bill Murray himself. Yeah. He said about his wife. Yes. On their wedding night, he said his wife actually drank too much champagne and fell asleep early. So Oof. he read out loud to her until he fell asleep too. That's cool. So that's precious. That's and to take an intimate moment like that and put it in to the part of the movie that's also supposed to be an intimate part. Uh I think that was a good, good idea on his part. Okay. 
Um, let's see. What else do I want to? Oh, Danny Rubin and Harold Ramis both said that they avoided exploring the dark side of Phil's time lapse, which I mean, it could have been murder. It could have been a lot darker. Yes, yes. I'll give him that. But they said it was he could have done truly horrible things without yes. consequence, like murder, torture, etc. So they could have gone down that path. This one hundred percent can be turned into a horror film. Just yeah, really they, quickly. <laughs> uh, they did. They did do that, didn't they? Do what? It, Make a bir- horror film? Yeah, it's that birthday movie. Happy. Uh, oh, Happy Death Day. Yeah. I guess I've just never. I know, like, the premise of that movie. I've just never seen it. It's just Groundhog Day, but a horror movie. Sure. (laughs) Why not? I'm actually, you know, I'm reading a book right now that on the description of the book where someone's trying to explain it, they uh, someone's quote about it. They said it's uh, murder mystery meets Groundhog Day. Because the premise of my book is that the same night keeps happening over and over oh. until they figure out what, how this girl was killed. Okay. So that's a, I'll let you know how that goes. I just, I only read probably about 20 pages. I'm not too far into it, but anyway. um, Yeah, we talked about how Bill Murray, one of the scenes where he gets bitten is actually in the driving scene where he's got... Puxatani in his lap and he is in just the Phil. in the scene huh just phil Puxatani's the town that's Puxatani phil is the groundhog so just to differentiate between phil's you have bill murray <laughs> phil driving and you have Puxatani phil in his lap sure. and that is a real groundhog and mm-hmm. this is one of the parts where he's getting ready to drive over the edge of the cliff and he's acting all crazy and He's yelling, don't drive angry while he's driving. Don't drive angry. Yeah, he's not yelling, but he's saying don't drive angry. And he was doing it because the uh, groundhog was trying to get out of his arms and climb over the steering Mm -hmm. wheel. So it was kind of him just talking to himself and talking to the groundhog, like don't drive angry. And that's actually where the... Him saying don't drive angry inspired the movie title for a Nicolas Cage movie (laughs) that came out in 2011, which I've never (sighs) seen or heard of, but I'm sure it's great. (laughs) I did read that the part where Phil is playing the piano, he's playing Sergei Rachmaninoff's Mm -hmm. whatever it is, the Rhapsody, I can't pronounce it. He is actually, that's him playing. Bill Murray yeah. is playing that part. And he doesn't know how to read sheet music. He just he learned it. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm actually super jealous of that. <laughs> he is an artist. There was a family of groundhogs that were raised for this production. Yeah. <laughs> that was you know their the life goal. Name was? <laughs> His real name? Yeah. No. Scooter. Oh, that's precious. Uh, there was one more piece of information that I wanted to cover, and I can't remember where it is, but I'm going to find it really quickly. Because There's a couple things really I can it. talk about while you do that. Okay, go This for movie was, uh, film, wasn't filmed in Pennsylvania at all. It was filmed in Woodstock, Illinois, so like yeah. 50 miles from where Bill Murray grew up. Oh, mm-hmm. and for those of you, uh, Jeep, a couple years ago for the Super Bowl, made a commercial for, I can't remember what the name of the the Jeep type, but mm-hmm. it was the the theme of it was Groundhog Day because the Super Bowl was on Groundhog Day that year. Mm-hmm. And they actually went back to where they filmed the movie, not in Poxitoni. They went back to Woodstock, Illinois to film that. Oh. Which I thought was really cool. That's a really good job of paying homage. Mm-hmm. That's doing your due di- diligence for sure. Yeah. Um, That's cool. This movie caused a lot of tension between Harold Ramis and Bill Murray. Uh, Bill Murray at the time yeah. was going through a really bad divorce. Uh-huh. And he was suffering with anxiety really bad to the point where he wouldn't leave Bill or Harold Ramis alone mm-hmm. while Harold Ramis was trying to do other things for the film. Oh. <clears throat> so it drove a wedge between them because Harold Ramis finally just started 
giving uh, any of his phone calls and all that to his assistant. So Bill Murray wasn't capable of getting through to him like he wanted mm. to. And Bill Murray held a grudge about it over after this. I get. Well, and they were friends too, so that, I it, guess, but... I just don't know how it got this bad because they worked together on Caddyshack mm-hmm. and Ghostbusters. Yeah. And this this is also the fifth and final time that Bill Murray would be in a film with his older brother, Brian. They'd have done Caddyshack, National Lampoon's Vacation, uh, Scrooged. Uh, what was the other one? Ghostbusters 2, and then this. Oh. Cool. I found my last little tidbit, and we'll probably wrap up trivia with this. and yeah, then go ahead. Move on, but the... Because I wanted to know, we talked about earlier, you know, how many weeks or months, possibly years passed while he was in Puxatawney, because to be able to learn all of those things about everybody and to have essentially every movement in the town on that day memorized. And not only that, to be able to learn an instrument, to learn to carve ice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had to spend a significant amount of time. And Harold Ramis actually clears that up to let us know about how long he spent there. Because people kept saying, like the fan theory is it was 10 years. Harold Ramis finally just got sick of being asked that question. Well, no, that's what it says here, that Harold Ramis stated the original idea was to have Phil live February 2nd for about 10,000 years. That was the original idea. He says it's 30 to 40. No, here it says that he said Phil probably lived the same day for about 10 years. Oh, from the thing I read, it was like a quote from an interview. He said, if people ask me again, I'll just tell them the truth, that He's supposed to be stuck in this loop for 30 to 40 years. He's supposed to live his life twice. Oh. I don't know. This one says it's in the special features on the movie that Harold Ramis states that it was about 10 years. It's just a... It, it's really crazy. Because mm-hmm. with this movie, I think it's better you don't know how many... Like, how long he was in this loop for. Mm-hmm. Because when I was a kid, I was like, man, he was just in it for like a month. I didn't really grasp how long. I right. don't know. I didn't. I just thought it was a month because, you know, we, we see it all. Yeah, I just didn't um, even really think about how much time had passed. I guess I just didn't care to think about how much time had passed as a, <laughs> a kid watching this. I don't know. Uh, I lied. I will share one more thing just because it's yeah. interesting to me. There's a scene where... We taught you talked about earlier the pencil just to see if he if the day would change. One of the things he does is he breaks a pencil and yeah. he sits it on the nightstand and the next morning it's whole easy, again. Easy. It was an e- easy thing to shoot. Yeah, because initially what they tried to shoot did not turn out well. They had filmed Phil destroying his room. He slashed pillows, spray painted the walls. He ended up shaving his head. And the shot is supposed to show him looking in the mirror and it dissolves to him standing there and his hair is back and the room is cleaned up and stuff, but they couldn't make the shot look good. The, the dissolve part of it. So, um, they just went with the pencil instead. Yeah. I mean, you saved budget. Yeah. And it worked out. Yeah. But I mean, there's a ton more trivia on it with, too much to get into, so we'll probably just end it with that and then get into our rating of the movie. Also, we have to point this out that this is largely considered one of the best movies of 1993. As far that's with, as... That's with Jurassic Park. As far as like what it did at the box office? Mm-hmm. And overall, for viewing. It's, a, it's very popular. It was a very popular movie, especially at the box office. Mm-hmm. It saved Bill Murray's career. I'll, I will say that. For a time. <laughs> yeah. He had a resurgence, but, but yeah. All right, <laughs> well. rate this thing? Yes, I am. All right. The first thing we're going to rate it on then is. Rewatchability. Yes. Uh, I watch it every January 2nd, or January, February 2nd. 
Mm-hmm. So I guess you give it a 3.5? I'm going to give it a 4 because I'll be honest, I don't watch it every February 2nd. I just watch it when the mood strikes. And there are times where when I'm actually consciously picking a movie to watch, I will pick this movie. Yeah, I guess we do pick it in the winter time. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to go with a 3.5. I think that's fair. I'm giving it a 4 because I do genuinely like this movie. It's a little too. long, but I like it. Actually, it's only an hour and 40 minutes, but it feels like forever, doesn't it? It does. It feels like it, it goes on it's a, a time long, long time. <laughs> but I feel good with a solid four. The, I mean, that that's pretty cut and dry, I would say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay. So next thing we would go with is... The Legacy. Yes. I think this movie has this a very is a good weird legacy. One. What? I do. I mean, they made it into a commercial. It had a video game. It did? Yeah, like Father Like Son. Oh, I did not know that. I never got to play it, but I definitely remember that coming out. Uh, and they, I think there was even a, like a novel or like a uh, comic book series. I will say, I didn't cover it in the trivia, but Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, which... Really, I mean, to locals, it was a big deal. That's that's actually where they do the the showing of the groundhog. It and actually it didn't became blow up until this movie. It became a big tourist attraction after this movie. I will say that, but truthfully, I don't know what much, like what else it really did. So no, uh, I mean, it's just a it's a fun it's a fun thing. I don't think this movie has like a huge cult following or anything like that. No. I just think it's a it's a movie that people enjoy. It's got a heck of a rating. Everywhere mm-hmm. you look, it's it's got favorable reviews. Um I'm just I'm gonna give it a two. A two? Yeah. I just don't think it did a lot. I mean it's a entertaining movie. It did something for Puxatani, so good for them, but I think I'll beyond just that. Be- just because of that, I'll give it a three. Yeah, I'm going to go low. That's uh, bad because I I genuinely like this movie. I just, it didn't really leave like... Also, this movie has such a legacy for its time and the era which it came out, it got put into the Film Institute. Like, it's yeah. preserved forever. Like, this movie will never go away. It's It's with, like, It's a Wonderful Life and movies like that. I did see that, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think a three is very fair. Still giving it a two. <laughs> That's fine. And then finally. Uh, the look and feel of the movie. I like the aspects of the town where it seems claustrophobic. Mm. It feels very small and condensed. Yeah. Uh, you have the feeling the whole movie where it's like you're trapped. Yeah. Like he's trapped with Ned Ryerson. Uh, he's trapped due to the snow. Even going in everywhere, like uh, the shops and all that, mm. they all seem so small and condensed. Yeah. I really like that about this movie. It definitely captures small town America, I yeah. think. <laughs> and there's never really a day in it that seems like sunny. It, oh, every day looks dr- like uh, dreadful. Well, it is the same day over right. and over. It's that's after what I'm a, saying. Like, a it, snowstorm. It's like, it's like a, just a dreary day. Yeah. Well, because the next day, like the when it finally ends, it yeah. is a sunny day. Yeah, it's a very beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Even though it's still snowy out. <laughs> um, as far as the look and stuff, Sunny and Cher, the music, oh God, <laughs> truthfully, that knocks it down for me, <laughs> just because how many times you have to hear "I Got You, Babe." Ugh. I'm I'm not gonna let that knock it down. I think the other. I think they did a really good job with the music in this movie. I think you had to have something to signal that it's never going to end. And that Mm -hmm. song feels like that when you hear it. (laughs) I guess. I mean, it does a good job in that aspect that it does make you. I'll give it a 3.5. I'll give it a three. So I, my overall rating for this movie, um, I'm going to give it a a three overall. I really enjoy it. I do. Yeah. I think it, I think, it's maybe like a 3.25. I'm not, not doing not, math. <laughs> I know. I know because you never do. 
lazily. I want to give it a four and not do math at all because I actually really like this I movie. I do too. I'm not going off of... I'll give it a three and a half overall. I'll do that. Okay. I'm going to give it... I can land on a three and a half too. Okay. Just because I really do like the movie. It is aged. Um, it, yeah. I mean, it's 30 years old now. And it feels like it. You know, it's... It has a really big 90s feel to it. Yeah. Feel. Really? Because I always thought it felt older than that. Like Really? Mm-hmm. I, I guess it... Because I saw it when it first came out, I know it's a 90s movie. I've yeah. never saw it as anything but. I, I don't know if it's Bill Murray and I just associate him with 80s movies and it makes it feel That makes like, sense. That I makes sense. Know. But then again, I'm like, what about Bob? And that's a yes. really good 90s movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll cover that. That's, that'd be a fun Summertime's one. coming. <laughs> It, yeah, I, eventually, hopefully. Bill Murray does have some movies that I genuinely like. Mm-hmm. But he has some movies I, that other people like and I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Oh, we'll like cover his... more Bill Murray down the line. Yeah. And this is And we still got to talk about bad guy Bill Murray. I'm ready for that. That'll be definitely for the Patreon. Okay. <laughs> I guess then that's going to wrap up this movie. Yeah, I could see us being done with this now. (laughs) (laughs) Just talk about the same scene over and over and over. God, I bet filming of this was maddening. (laughs) Well, this movie broke up a friendship. That's, yeah, that is true. I'm, And it got to a point where Bill Murray just started asking Howard Ramis, do you want me to be bad guy Phil or good guy Phil? Just tell me. Yeah. To be at the point where you don't even care about your acting in a movie, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty deep. Well, I don't want to end on a bad note. How about you stick around for a preview of our next episode that's mm-hmm. hopefully a little more uplifting than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on loop. No. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. On the other side. Mm, bye. See ya. Next week on the Retro Club. We, we could have been figure skating partners, though. Figure skating? You're... What? what gonna put, I know, right? Gonna put these ankles on ice. Got it. Yeah. Shh, My weak ankles? I know. You're weak. Build a gingerbread. I know. I'm just like straw and glass in here. There's not much else. I don't know about the straw. It's just glass. <laughs> I'm fragile. Actually, I can't say nothing. This old body is brittle as fuck. I darn near broke my ankle stepping off the back porch. <laughs> <laughs> now, imagine trying to do like triple loops and stuff in the air. Mm-mm. The only loops I know are fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at RetroClubPod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to the Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.